Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Media Podcast. My name is Patrick Hare, author of Corporate Boilerplate Vinegar for Brick Cave Books. Joining me in the studio today is my co-host, fellow poet and author, Bill Campana. Hi, Patrick. <laughs> Bill Campana here, poet and author of five different Brick Cave books. I could name them all. I really could. I could name every single one of them. Uh, but the current one is Poems of the Key of A Negative. The Brick Cave Podcast is brought to you by the Brick Cave Book Club. Brick Cave Media's community portal for readers that love Brick Cave books and authors. You can join today and be a part of the Brick Cave story at bcbookclub.com. Now, let's read Russ Kasmerzak's poems, oh, The Voices of Other People. Are, are we going to read Russ's poems? Yeah, like the, I don't want to read like his poems. The Voices of Old People from Simon and Garfunkel albums? or. <laughs> <laughs> well, he left these with us. He so. did read those. My stuff. shoes. So you can um, like read them in weird voices if you want. My shoes. Why do you need weird voices? Well, I don't know. You can read them in normal voices if you want. I don't know if they would be particularly funny. By the way, uh, Patrick, uh, happy anniversary tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Miller celebrating yeah. his first anniversary. Yeah, the, our first podcast was June fourth. Oh, really? Holy 2020. crap! 2-0. Thought it was close to the the, the year so good we they named it twice twenty twenty and the twenty fourth anniversary of me moving to Phoenix <laughs> and oh by the way have you heard uh, <laughs> F Lee Bailey has left the courtroom <laughs> he was no Melvin Belli <laughs> he, <laughs> I mean Melvin Belli was on Star Trek and he arranged the Rolling Stones Altima concert yeah. I mean right. who could be more evil than that well right now F Lee Bailey is is right now he's he's being examined. Uh, by Sam Shepard, Doctor Shepard, Doctor Sam. Yes. How really many? How many? Uh, yeah, and the one-armed man and the uh, <laughs> David Jansons in there somewhere. Like, I remember you. You. I, I played you on TV many years, <laughs> and then I did nothing. What was it? Didn't he have another show after that? Uh, um, Banachek or some some. Mm-hmm. No, that was uh, George Pippard. Was it? Oh, yeah. okay. That was I remember one of those. that name though. Yeah, Jackers. one of those, one of those stupid '70s shows where he, he hit his ears with his uh, sweeping sideburns. Wow. All right. Not to you know poke fun at anybody with with uh, protruding ears. We all have ears. Patrick's gonna read poems. Okay, this hey, one's Patrick. called Special Delivery. From Russ Kesmerzak. Right. Liquor stores are offering door-to-door delivery, so the ship isn't in the bottle anymore. The bottle is in the ship, and the only thing more intoxicating than the alcohol is the knock on the door. (laughs) Wait, there's more to it. Knock, knock, who's there? Booze Hound Express, you got proof? 151. Door swings open wide. We just need to creak. See, it used to be um, you could just creak the microphone stand to make that door opening sound. Well, you kind of can with that, because it's got a spring, so the spring will uh, activate. Yes. But this one's all nice and new. I don't want to screw things up. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let's see if this one will do it. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, okay. He's, I guess he's done. Is that it? Are you <laughs> I could do another one. Yeah, you do, we'll each do two, and then we'll throw okay. these things into the, fu- into the fireplace. Popularity contest one. The Saturday of Easter weekend is the Ringo of Easter weekend, with the Lennon of Good Friday and the McCartney of Resurrection. 
that necessary beat between two remarkable moments in time. And quarantine is the Easter Saturday of the pandemic. Not the tragedy or the treatment, but the rat-a-tat of yesterday. And look, here comes the sun. Two. Oh, George is Ash Wednesday. Wow. Okay, I'm going to read a couple of Russ Kasmer's Zach poems. I hope you enjoy this out there. Uh, do we have anybody listening to us right now? No, well, we're not, we're not live. live. We're not live. Okay, right we're now. not live. Because something happens with uh, something happens with Patrick's mic oh. that it makes him not sound like he's all together there, which has nothing to do well, with drugs. Well, actually, yeah, in real well, life, I'm not all together. I don't even there. need drugs to not be all together here. <laughs> but, like 30% yeah. of the universe at any time. By the way. Uh, <laughs> We are not live, and neither is F. Lee Bailey. Ooh, wow. <laughs> this is this is r- rip on F. Lee Bailey night. Uh, okay, this is called Midlife Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right now, on a parallel Earth, I'm buying a boat. And right now, on another parallel Earth, I'm selling a boat. Somewhere else, my gills breathe the crystal blue waters of the Arizona Sea, and the word boat doesn't exist. On another world, I'm holding my breath, hands tight over my children's mouths so the Gestapo can't hear us. One world over, I'm in that Gestapo, and on and on, in the Old West, in the Old West me, on a pirate ship me, on a rocket ship me. Eventually, all of me will write this poem, parallel in our optimism that 41 equals midlife and we have, and we each have another 40 to go. And then I've got 15 to go. <laughs> People, I've got 15 years left, so if, if you enjoy this Come podcast. Buy his book. Yeah, yeah, buy my books, because I've only got like 15 more coming out. <laughs> okay, uh, one more Russ Kazmazak poem. Uh, dog whistle. This poem is called Dog Whistle. If you can hear the words between the lines, between the dots you're connecting, if the F- echo in this chamber isn't your voice, if the signal from the virtue box draws blood from your ears, it isn't a dog whistle because you can hear it. It's a distraction from the pack that's already snarling and scratching at your door. At your door. Congratulations. Thank you, Russ. And this is from the last 20 of 2020. The the cover has a a picture of a gate with some, uh, I don't know, some winged angels wearing masks. uh, And the sign, and a dead end sign. I got to turn off the air. Bob has to turn off the air because we he seem wants to be us to, to suffocate. Yeah, we seem to be breathing. You're enjoying We're breathing this, on uh, our own now. You're enjoying this too much. The, in the, here at the uh, the Iron Cave, Iron Lung Books. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, F. Lee Bailey passed away. <laughs> I hope all of you are mourning hard. Got that dream team in hell right now. Yeah, he's, he's with Johnny Cochran and, uh, and Robert Kardashian. Oh and, yeah, Robert Kardashian, and, the man uh, who unleashed more evil on the world than anyone in history. Uh, Judge Ito, is he? Is, <laughs> yeah, is he dead? I don't know. No, I think he's still alive. He's probably retired. And uh, 
So what have you guys done with the last month? You had a month off. Uh, I worked. I got vaccinated. Yeah. Over the last two Everybody months. Everybody got vaccinated. Yeah. 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 Um, I did the Johnson and Johnson. I did the Pfizer. I did the Pfizer too. I didn't get knocked out by the second dose. So you guys win. Uh, so two Pfizer's versus one Johnson and Johnson. I didn't get knocked out, but man, it felt like somebody hit me in that. Oh, in the arm. Yeah, like yeah. That shot was like getting punched. What, definitely. What, no, this was like a hammer. The first yeah. one was like getting punched. The second one was like a blow with the ball peen hammer. Right, and it still bothers me. It still hurts. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it's related to that or it's just, you know, it's my it's my arms turn to hurt. You know, had a microchip allergy. Yeah, the chip in there is like cutting away at my <laughs> tissue. Pretty soon it'll be out. It'll be like, what the heck is this? And I'll pull it out. Your body rejecting it. And I'll just look at it and, and then I'll swallow it. Your body right. rejecting it, Bill. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's is. the part that always amazed me is like, why would you inject it? You could just put it in Twinkies and other food like that, and then everyone would have it. Right, yeah. Well, it's on our phones, right? They, they can tell, they can see where we're at. Right there. Don't G- go anywhere without it. It's God's GPS. Well, not God, but... Yeah, well. <laughs> so what else? What else is new? I don't know. I, re- I haven't really done anything... Well, I went to Las Vegas, but, you know, that was yeah, typically was Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Las Vegas is back. It's crowded. There's a lot of people there. Um, the casinos are all full. Sin made time. Vegas what it is today, you know. Yeah, well. Sin and Epley Bailey. Yes, in the in Reno. How about Reno? You think Reno? You think Reno's jumping right now? I went to Reno two years ago. It was not jumping. Do you see uh, Elvis yeah. impersonators? Not in Reno. Um, uh, no. Did you see any in Vegas this time? Um, I don't know. I saw Bee Gees impersonators though. Wow. <laughs> they, they were actually that was the only show that was running the the Australian Bee Gees show. And they do a pretty good job of singing. The Bee Gees, they're now in competition with the Ethleys. Ethley Bailey has joined the 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 the, the, the two uh, Here's a residency on the Vegas two late <laughs> Bee Gees, yeah. yeah. And they're not staying alive. For Andy Gibb. Ah, oh, poor Andy. He just couldn't handle the. I don't know. He couldn't handle the fame. No, he, no, no well, he could not. couldn't handle the drugs. Hey, he what a, a weak. He was weak. He couldn't handle the dope. He had a really good gig. His brothers had Keith lots Richards. of extra hits, and they he gave handled him to him. the dope. Yeah, he handled it. He handled it all right. He, handled, he even wrote songs about it. I was listening to Sister Morphine this morning on the way to work, and I thought, you know what? This is my favorite drug song <laughs> of all the drug songs. I, I like this one better than all of them. <laughs> so I hung out in uh, Scott Wood's open mic the other night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he sent me a Facebook message. Oh. Jump in the open mic. So Vernell was there, and uh, Louise was there. And it's Is that Sean a Zoom Phoenix thing? Yeah. yeah. I, I can't do Zoom. I don't have Zoom capability. It was fun capability. to see everybody. I hadn't seen, gosh, I hadn't seen some of those people in years. Years, Bill. I know. Well, it's been years. They've been doing that for. I know. They've been doing it for a while. Like 20 years, maybe? Yeah. My God crazy isn't it i know that that's what upset me when caffeine corridor shut shut down it's like oh, we we were on the we were gonna break some records here in this town you know the only thing that was standing in our way other than the 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 slam and mesa which was what 14 yeah 14 
Because it was like 2007. Yeah, we were on like be it 13 years maybe. It was poetry in the park. We we'd have blown by that in the, the Willow uh, House eventually. I was gonna say Willow House. How long was Willow House? Willow House was a long time too, wasn't it? Yeah. Willow House was... Because I think they were longer than me. And then they, they, they tried to regenerate itself at the, the, the new Willow House, wherever that... What, what was that? That was... Uh, I don't know. I never went to the new Willow House. That was House. on Van Buren. That was not... Oh. That's, that's... I featured there that one time. Van Buren. Yes, I remember that. That wasn't the Capital Coffee Company, was it? No. no. Um, yeah. Was yeah, it? I think it was, yeah. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the Copper Star then. Oh, Copper Star. That 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 place was like a shoebox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's because it was, yeah, it was. The only thing Copper Star had going for it was pastry. They had good cake. Cake. They had cake. Yeah. So we're going we, we gonna to read some poems, Patrick? Some yes, poems, yes, I. Do you want to start, or should I start? You can start. I I just read those two Rust poems, and I'm worn out, man. All right. I'm I'm rust-whipped. I'm beat. This one's called The Adversary. I am the one you're looking for. I am infamous, anonymous, and omnipresent. I am the worst of the worst. I leave shopping carts and parking spaces. (laughs) I have no excuses, only malice. I won't justify the union wages paid for the trolley's hourly roundup. I will not plead the kids strapped in the car seat, momentarily neglected at a risk of a 15-lifetime fame, should a volunteering hero spy a moment's parental absence. I won't even say that I am just being nice so the weary, unrested, lot-circling slot finder can find a little room at the inn. I am unrepentant, reveling in the dichotomy of crowded stalls and no-cart corrals. I'm worse than the iconic sadists who put the perpetually vacant income inequality-affirming car-charging stations closest to the entrance of the store that is far too pedestrian for the electro-fad owner's shopping tastes. I am the legion of door dings and fender scrapes, the powers and principalities of the over-narrowed spaces. I am the throbbing background of your minor, silent frustration. I am here to give you something to hate. A simple focus for uncomplicated rage. I make no excuses. Thy sorrow is my ecstasy. Is that new? That's new. Yes, that's new. That's new. That's going in the next book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The next one, book called Two New Poems by Patrick here. One down, <laughs> two down. 28 to go. Good job. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, I'm going to read a poem now. It is called, Please Support the Jackal Clubs of America. (laughs) It is a cool spring day of repentance here at the outskirts of Trouble County. Clara V., the waitress at the local diner, supplements her tips by telling the fortunes of customers based on the way they squeeze mustard onto their food. Consult the Ouija board for your long-forgotten code. The answer to your cry for help may be revealed on a Scrabble board. I tip my hat to the visible restraint of those mired in situational apathy and my entire wardrobe to the creators of the sleeveless straitjacket. The Infidels performs taste bud augmentation 
unshackled condiment Jesus. I have heard the way you cross your T's determines whether you will one day be crucified. It is cool spring repentance day here at the outskirts of Trouble County. Thank you. Nice. I see you've worked through the uh, writer's block there. Yeah, I've been I've been writing again. Uh, it's been fun. Gives me something to do while I'm not watching TV. <laughs> or watching the... No, I still don't have a TV. I, I really? Have, I haven't, I'm, I've been without a TV for like two months now. Oh. And I keep asking myself, what am I missing? What am, Really, what am I missing? Well, I mean, you're missing the Diamondbacks lyrics. Oh, I'm not missing that. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> so you guys out there, you people out there, take, people. take your TVs, take those massive 56-inch screens, and smash them with hammers. Just break them, get rid of them, and, and do without. And send Bill a picture on Facebook. Be like me. Come on, everybody. You want to be like me? You know you want to be like me. I don't know. They could be faking it. I mean, TVs practically fall out of cereal boxes now. Yeah, I know. Everywhere. And I keep telling people, no, no, it's not like I can't get a TV. Right, yeah, it's not like they're not plentiful. I could, get, I could get one TV and put it right on top of the other TV. I could, <laughs> so many people I, have done that. I could do like, uh, who's that, Reverend Jim had that? He had like a whole wall of uh, the media wall. Yeah, that's right, and it was like the uh, <gasps> city council meetings he was watching. <laughs> <laughs> like New Jerseyans versus New Jerseyites. Oh, my God. <laughs> like C-SPAN. Cable Are you guys, anybody doing a reading anytime soon? Anybody going out? No, I'm not going out ever again. I'm done. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody had a reading, uh, well, the, you know, the uh, the Maricopa thing is coming back. Is it? Yeah, Kloot signed up for another uh, for another season of uh, oh, cool. Maricopa. Because, right. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. See how my GPS can screw me this time. Yeah, so we can take that long, long road into Maricopa. Do you, you think you're there and you're not? No, you're not even close. <laughs> you, like, yeah, the city hall, which you can't fight because it's too far away. <laughs> you can't get there either because there's, there's, I don't know, there's like 50,000 cars in there going where? Where are they going? What are they doing in Maricopa? Are they going home? Well, that's where the police station is, too. It's like, why not put the police station where the crime is? There's nothing here. No, there's nothing <laughs> out there. And then they, they have a, a, a cop sitting there watching people so they don't they leave the correct way because it's like a horseshoe. You, you, you drive the wrong way, they're gonna they're gonna nab you. They were there like waiting for me. It's like seriously, seriously. Oh, you, know, Bill. you don't you He's don't think I can get out of here on my own? You're gonna have to. Well, I guess you're gonna have to hawk me out of this. I mean, you're not gonna come all the way back there to contest a ticket, are you? No. <laughs> it's like no, you'll just pay for it. And, okay. Depends so on when the next. Depends on on when the next slam is and and. and I, how much I needed to write about Maricopa. <laughs> you could be the Maricopa poet laureate. I could. I could be the, yeah. No, I think Clute's already the poet oh, lord. The poet antichrist or something. Uh, all I know is I'm slipping, Bob. I'm not, you know, 15 years ago today, I would have already written F. Lee Bailey Goes to Hell. Well, that's true. I, mean, I, I would have I written that already. I would have been reading it right now. Yeah, you would have. Yeah. You would have. And, and, like, it would have slayed. It would have, it would have. Yeah. Had all those courtroom puns. And uh, uh, special appearances. References to O.J. Simpson, yeah. Sam Shepard. Special appearances everywhere. And every other guilty guy that needed a Hail Mary from somebody. One-armed man. Right. <laughs> Dr. Sam Shepard. 
Pride of Cleveland. Yay's from Cleveland, Ohio. Really? Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay, Sea Town! Yeah. He either got away with it or. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's who knows. <laughs> you can never tell because prosecutors just want to nail somebody. Right, and he's dead now. Bill, when are you going back to Cleveland? You know, I I, I should go soon because uh, I do have a brother there. One of these days, I like to go there and do some poetry in Cleveland. I've never read in my hometown. We have people. So true story. I went back to Omaha and I read in the Hayden. Oh, they'll probably hate it's me, not too. Always a, that's not always a, like a that beautiful moment that you think it is where you go home and you read to the people in your town yeah. and they all embrace uh, you and love you. No, they, I think they'll I, probably say, they, uh, they thought I sucked. Did you start by saying, I'm from Phoenix and I'm here to enlighten you? Yeah. <laughs> I should have. So, you know, you know, I left Cleveland once. I can't wait to leave it again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember why I got the hell out yeah, of here. Yeah, this, this is why I left. Well, now, I will tell you, Lincoln, Nebraska, on the other hand, was a fantastic venue. So much fun. Isn't that where Johnny Carson was from? Uh-huh. So much fun. Sis-boom-ba. They, they, they loved you just for being there. It was almost like the prime days of Ascenza, you know, where somebody would walk in and people would love you just for being there? Yeah, well, you were also reading new shit that the other poem poets were right. probably reading the same thing the fourth time in yeah, four weeks. Yeah, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already... I'm one of those people. I'm already in a mood. Actually, I wasn't one of those people because I co-hosted, I, I hosted one week in red, so I at least got two weeks before my... That was the, the, repeats. the smartest thing we did was, was pick it up as a team that way... Oh yeah. Neither of us got yeah, burned out doing either. Super. That was super smart. We, I, we we all we both got to hone our uh, our uh, MC skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, Harmony hosted once, and she was great. Yeah. 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 A lot of people hosted. There were a lot of good people. There were a lot of good hosts. And there were some that uh, not me. Of just wanted to <laughs> take. <laughs> not now. No. No. Not tonight. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. You're coming off. That's all there is to it. I need all the I'm poets to come over. back into the room. <laughs> hey, hey, tell you about Fred. <laughs> then there were some, yeah, some slams in town were just, oh, wow. All right, let's read some more poetry. Hey. <laughs> well, this I don't know if I've read this one, so I'll read this one. Right now. I know, I'm, like, I'm like, let's start, let's change the channel. <laughs> all right. This is as true today as it's ever been. Dirty Harry, the Lone Ranger, Conan the Barbarian. These movie heroes had one thing in common. They never had to do any paperwork. They got things done with swords, silver bullets, and 44 caliber taunting. They didn't sit in the office glazing over software and waiting for the day to end so they could go home and finish their tax returns. What kind of people enjoy structured record-keeping? Government employees, anal retentive type A whack jobs, and airheads who read Grisham novels to see how the bright young lawyer can use a legal nuance to outwit the mafia and FBI stooges who are trying to make him the fall guy. People who think the Cayman Islands offshore trust is the sexiest thing since Emmanuel outsucked Dracula. These people conspire against us to make our lives boring. When's the last time you got to shoot anybody? Never. If you wanted to, you'd have to go to the gun show, pay $5 for parking, and then fill out a bunch of forms promising you're not an insane terrorist drug addict, even though the people who get their hand cannons from the 
even though those people get their hand cannons from the trunk of a primer gray firebird with expired temp tags. And you can't even break the law without paperwork. If you sneak in over a poorly guarded fence and try to get a job, you have to create two fake forms of identification just to stand outside the Home Depot and mob every guy who drives by in a white pickup truck. If you haven't filled out a form lately, you're either a wino or dead, because the tweakers spend their time scribbling out stolen identities, and the coroner signs a permission slip for your relatives to throw you in the ground. J.R. Ewing had a liquor armoire in his office. Every time someone came to see him, he opened a big black cabinet and poured him a shot of straight bourbon. He never had a sign for it. Sure, every once in a while he'd have a map of the land he was going to steal from an orphanage, or a phony oil deed made up to bankrupt Cliff Barnes, but you never saw him sign a damn thing or wonder which form to use to write off the bribes to various Texas congressmen. He just got things done between shots at the Cattlemen's Club. Larry Hagman gave us his liver for that role, but at least he never had to reach for a pen. Larry! Hey. Larry! Major Nelson. It's true. Oh, I just gave myself a Major Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Not like a half Nelson. No. Not like a Willie Nelson. And not like a Bob Nelson. Yes. Not at all. Yes, that's my my pet peeve of the month. Willie Nelson. Why? Because I've got Sirius XM. You get on Willie's Roadhouse, there's like three promos that Willie has recorded, maybe in the last ten years. That is like, you're listening to country music on Willie's Roadhouse. You turn over the Tom Petty channel, Tom Petty is still talking. He never shuts up. He's been dead for three years now. Tom Petty is still going at it. He's got like 200 radio shows that he made. And so he's going through all his favorite songs and stories and, you know, whatever copy of the Bird song that he made this month, things like that, you know? Dude, I'm telling you, Ozzy Osbourne's been an inflated figure for 15 years. <laughs> you rarely hear him on Ozzy's Boneyard, either. <laughs> Same thing. It's like, you know what? Ozzy's Boneyard. What about Dylan? The, the Bob Dylan's, what's his radio show? He's the got a channel. Old yeah. Time, uh, Good Time Radio Hour or whatever? Something like that, yeah. He's, He's 80 years old now. Yeah. My God. Is, is, he's 80. His voice that just is like. goes to show, Bill, you can do it. His voice is 110. Hey, he just got his number one hit last year. It wasn't that murder most, murder foul, most foul, was it? Yeah, it was. It was funny because some there was some uh, like trade paper says you know newcomer Bob Dylan scores his first number one hit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Rolling like a Rolling Stone made it to number two. Yeah, it's funny that that these guys like Chuck Berry. He didn't have a number one hit till. Uh, you know, my dingling. Yeah. And that was just like a joke. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a novelty song. Yeah. He was dead serious about that song. <laughs> he, probably, he probably hated the fact that he had to sing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, and since I'm taking it full circle, I saw Tom Petty and Chuck Berry open for him. Really? So, yeah, back uh, like 10 years ago, I think. So oh, it I was saw a, Tom Petty, and I don't remember who opened for him. Yeah, well, Chuck Berry's got the thing where you hire a band to play along with him. He right, shows up with right. his guitar. Well, he's dead. But, you know, he would show up with his guitar, and he would just, you know. Shows up with Anthony If you were Bailey. lucky, he would tune it. I was not lucky. Um, but, hey, he, he sang the Chuck Berry songs. All right. All right. He might have been tone deaf. He earned that. that time. He earned that. 
I guess. Come on now. I, mean, I know his, his whole gig was he got the money and held it and kept it in his pocket because, and I was even telling my son about that. It's like, because people in the music business will rip you off. Yeah. People in many businesses will rip you off. But if you get your money before you play, you at least yeah. haven't been ripped off. <laughs> Some, someone said that he would give $1,000 back if the sound system was adequate. He would, he would really? like, yeah, he would pad it. Springsteen said that. I'm going to have to look that up. Mm. That's interesting. Anyway. Well, I don't know what's adequate for Chuck Berry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, this, this was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's not as good as Tom Petty says. <laughs> your, your sound system was way out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> my guitar your, sounded like crap. Your sound system <laughs> made, made my guitar sound like... It sounded like I was out of time. It although my uh, sound like an Epiphone. Although, uh, yeah, Brian Wilson was... The, the most out of time I've, I've heard someone and he opened for Paul Simon so I, and I think that was for on purpose but. to be out of time? yeah he was because of Paul Simon? no 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 he was just out of <laughs> he didn't keep up with his own songs oh, nice. and so that, uh, that that changes your enjoyment of the music when yeah. he's like a few beats behind the, the tune that he wrote and recorded himself yeah, yeah but you know he yeah. had a tough gig no he did I know that, that, that he wrote and 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 the wrecking crew recorded yeah oh that's yes that's a yeah. pretty good point yeah but anyway right. i'm gonna a read a poem i'm gonna read one here right. this, this, this poem is is called hysteria is the flower of madness i thought you might enjoy this bouquet as it is right up your laughing matter it's got some made-up words in it, so if, if you don't understand what these words are, just take them at face value. If cryptobismol plus peptobismuth equals placebo diddly, then truth tastes like bone in a mouthful of gristle. Existence tastes like flesh vultured by a ruthless Betty Crocker, bone in a mouthful of gristle. Dollar store truth serum and lunatarian methodology... It's all fish and microchips for restroom Shakespeare. Last night's forgotten epiphany melts into the candle flame of discount theology. Philosophy is a dish best chased with a, with a bicarbonate. Another summer of holy water storm clouds bursting. My dry clay soul. If you live each day as if it is your last, you will eventually be right. Thank you. Right. Yeah. That's a sure bet, as some people would say. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely my last day. <laughs> you got a lot more days, don't you? Oh, I got a lot more days. Uh, I, I everybody good? Everybody good at home? Yeah. I think everybody is good at home. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. It's hard to complain when so many people in the country and the world have gotten. It much worse in the last year. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I had to stay home. Is not really something to cry yeah. about. No, that's not. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. So. so, where did this chair come from here? This, this. So, this, uh, this. just so you know, at home, your Bill is describing a lovely Santa chair. Maybe I'll take a picture of it and post it with the podcast so you can see it. Uh, but it was purchased from an event center that closed uh, that used to donate that chair to us. So they used to donate that every year for the Mesa Book Festival, and uh, so they they so they basically said, "Here, we got a chair. Take it." Was it? Uh, what was the place? 
Uh, it wasn't Del Sol, was it? No, no, no. It was. Uh, that was quite fest- a throne they had there. It was festive events. That one was pretty cool. Yeah. That was. Uh, I think I got a picture of that one. I've got a picture too, but it's so it's so tiny that when you blow it up, you can't tell. I got a picture of Clune on it. I think. Yeah. Who, by the way, supposedly is going to fix his Clutographer uh, book, and they're finally going to get that done. Oh, really? Keep waiting, though. Keep yeah. waiting. Hold your breath. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> that'll happen. Let's do another round of poetry, Patrick, and then we'll bring it on home. And then bring it home. Okay. Bring it on. Bring it on home. Home. To me. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sam Cooke. Oh, okay. Well, I'm pretty sure Rick Burden sang it once. Probably did. He sang everybody's songs because uh, he they couldn't write songs in, in England. The, Lennon and McCarty wrote songs that nobody else could. It's like, oh my gosh. They took up all the writing juju. Oh my gosh, we better get some Sam Cooke songs. Wow. Hi, we're Herman's Hermits. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that means Alan Klein got all of his money. Because Alan Klein's first big client was Sam Cooke. Tricked Sam Cooke into signing, making himself an employee of Alan Klein. Oh, wow. And then he had him killed. (laughs) And he had him murdered. And we come back to Ethley Bailey. (laughs) Exactly. Conspiracy theories. And Ethley Bailey got him off, scot-free. Okay. I didn't want to write you a poem, because even though narcissism crowds out the blood in my veins... I'm not so stuck on myself as to victimize your affection with my hobby. So I wanted to get you a card. And I was more than willing to spend over 99 cents. But as I browsed through the Hallmark categories, I suddenly realized that it would be very difficult to get the one that spoke to you because you're not dying. You're not chronically or terminally ill. You aren't my mother, father, or son-in-law. You're not my grandma, and you haven't lost a relative or a pet cat which is good because Hallmark sets no precedence on death importance in that little row. And at the end of the aisle, I can see that it's way too early for the troubled relationship card, but I'm damn sure going to make a note of where I saw it. Because there may be that point in our lives where $2.50 and some watercolor poetry sentiment may tip the scales back in my blundering favor. But anyway, I just want a card that says hello in a way that makes you read between the lines and know that you're my number one preoccupation, that you bring me a blissful insomnia, and it's time to call 911 because you're a four-alarm woman on a dry-fire trap of a man. So get me an envelope and a pen because this card's going to the stars, and I'm going to take it there. Bam! Yes. Oddly enough, the card that I bought, they used the same greeting card in the Road Trip movie. If you've ever seen Road Trip. Yeah. It was just kind of funny. And so uh, it was like right there on the screen. It's like, oh, I know that card. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, they've only got so many cards, but it was just such a strange thing. Of all the cards in all the universe. All the targets in the world. <laughs> of all the targets. This one ended up in the Twilight Actually, zone. I think that was a, a safe way because it was next to the subway. That was like two poems in a day, I think, because that was the subway Safeway. where subway where I, I wrote my other poem. Safeway subway poem. Yes. Going my way on the highway. Hit us, Bill. Uh, this is called, uh, oh my God, I just, I just patched up the title. Hang on. That's a hell of a title. It is. Transcendental Premeditation. You'll find out why. This is a true story, by the way. I'm not. I don't make this shit up. You know, I don't make things up. I don't talk out of school. 
I found a set of dentures stashed in a hospital-issued plastic container in a bathroom drawer. They belong to my mother. I've seen those teeth before, gnashing my name and gnawing away at my psyche. Now they were played out, completely vulnerable. Startling, though no longer a concern. My father, being the gentleman he was, waited until she had passed away 24 years ago before he hid them in that drawer. Last night before going to sleep, I put them under my pillow. When I woke up this morning, the teeth were still there, but my father was gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, oh, ladies that was heavy. and gentlemen. That was some heavy thank you very much. Take us out. Um, Who's got the out? Yeah, take us out. Hey, anytime you would like to hear us. Let's go drinking. <laughs> yeah, join us online at brick, brickkpodcast.com. Our BC Book Club supporters can enjoy extra episodes and other great advantages. Details at bcbookclub.com. Thank you again, everybody, for listening, and we'll drop in again soon. Patrick, it's been a pleasure uh, this mm-hmm. uh, doing this for the last year with you. It's been fun. You all come back to, now. You here? Here's to many more years. <laughs> we, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about over the next twenty years. Woohoo! Woohoo! Good night, everybody. Yeah.